The book was better. Hello. Hello. And welcome. Welcome. To another episode of The Book Was Better. The Book Was Better. I'm I'm getting right into it this time. We're not forgetting the (laughs) intro this time. (laughs) Not today. Uh, No. I'm Kaylee Clark. I'm Taylor Collette. And this is the podcast that you listen to to hear all of our ranting thoughts about movies and books. (laughs) (laughs) That is one way to describe it. It's the only way to describe it. No. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, let's not beat around the bush because I think we both have a lot to say and we got to get into it. So really quick, um, just a quick reminder that we have social media where you can go and follow us and see. Join the discussion. Yeah. Give us your thoughts on the episodes. Um kind of get more involved in the conversation. You can find us everywhere at TBWB podcast. Um, and we also are going to start doing uh, mini sods here soon um, where we just kind of take a break and don't talk necessarily about books and movies, but more about what you want to hear about in these short, probably 15 to 30 minute episodes to kind of break things up. I think the first one, and, and and that'll also help fill the space because I get that most podcasts release content weekly, and mm-hmm. so far we haven't been able to do that. And so those mini-sodes will release on our off weeks um, just to kind of, yeah, break up, break up the, the I don't want to say monotony because we're talking about a lot of different books and things. Um, you know, mix it but up. also... Spice it up. <laughs> But also continue to give content, content yeah. at a more regular pace, mm-hmm. I guess, for lack of a better way to say that. Yeah. And to help you get to know us better on a more personable level so that when you listen to us rant about the books and the movies, you can be like, oh, yeah, that checks out with what I've learned about you through the minisodes. <laughs> and so that first minisode will probably... Just be kind of like a Q&A, get to know us better, mm-hmm. kind of. Chill vibes. Chill mini-sode. And then after that, um, we've talked about doing book recommendations and almost like book reviews almost. Mm-hmm. Just books, not books necessarily. that haven't been turned into yeah, movies. Not yet. As um, well as just movies. general updates. We could also do movies that haven't that aren't based on books that we just like mm-hmm. <laughs> or talk about video games, video <laughs> games or like video game adaptations of movies or books that have been turned into video games and not necessarily movies, stuff like that. The Witcher. That's the, that's the first and only one I can really think of right now. <laughs> that was a book that got turned into a video game. I don't know of many books that got turned into video games. But then it got the turned Witcher into... The Witcher was a book turned into a video game turned into a TV show. Yeah, so, so that could be a whole series of episodes. <laughs> uh, but, or um, you've got Avatar The Last Airbender that was oof, oof. turned into a real bad live action. Yep. But also has video game forms and mm-hmm. whatnot. So. so if you want to have some input on what we talk about in those episodes, definitely go head over to our social media. We're constantly asking uh, what you want us to cover. So go shoot us a message over there. Um, give us a follow and keep up with everything that's going on. 
Well, especially, too, because you guys gave us some really great um, on our social media, on Facebook and Instagram, especially um, gave us some really great suggestions and ideas for single books, not series Mm -hmm. to do in between series on this podcast. So we're using those to kind of help us create like a reading calendar to Mm -hmm. share with you guys. So you have the books we're going to be doing further in advance. Yeah, we're hoping to get the first one out in March. So that's coming up here in a couple weeks. We'll probably release it a little bit before March so that you guys can, you know, get the books if you need to. But yeah, that way you will probably cover more than just one month. We'll, we'll, We'll release more than one month at a time. We'll probably do them in like three month increments. Quarterly. Quarterly, yeah. like we're some sort of real business, but we're not. Okay. Not yet. Um, so, yeah, we have lots we of try. fun stuff going on. Um, we are really close to uh, 100 followers on Instagram. And as soon as we hit that, we are planning on doing some sort of a giveaway. So definitely go give us a follow over there so you can uh, keep an eye out for that one. Yep. But, yeah, that's... uh, I think that covers it. That pretty much covers it. I don't have any other announcements. Do you have anything? I don't think so. Okay. Just... Okay, cool. (laughs) Today... (laughs) Today we are talking about Mockingjay Part 1. Part 1 only. So we talked a little bit about it the end of last episode, about how we're breaking it up the same way we broke up the last Harry Potter book, just so that we could really just focus on each movie as its own thing. So we're only re- we only read the part of the book that lined up with the movie, which was a little weird in it's this instance. <laughs> I felt like the Harry Potter movies, it split at the end of a chapter pretty definitively. Yeah. Whereas mm. not not so much in Mockingjay. Though, to be fair... The Harry Potter one, they did take there was like the chunk of talking and stuff was kind of moved to a different chapter. Like there was definitely some stuff that was split strangely in those movies. Yeah, as but well. I, I still felt like it was easier to just say, OK, this is where the movie yes. ended. So I'm going to stop reading here. It was a cleaner was this break. One, <laughs> I finished chapter 12 and I was like, wait, but that's not where the movie ended. And so then I kept reading. And so the movie literally goes like. Two and a half pages into chapter 13, and that's where the movie starts. Kind of, and even then, it's not a very accurate representation. It's not at all, so it was a little difficult to gauge when to stop. But just so you guys know where we stopped reading, it was like end of chapter 12. And a couple couple pages. pages (laughs) into 13. Yeah. So who knows? Next week, we may, you know, be able to say more definitively how it split since we will have read the second half and watched the second half. But yep, we didn't want to dilute our thoughts. So we have yet to watch or read the second half. Yep. However, um, some things that I will note in favor of the movies, hopefully. Right. Mm -hmm. Is that. These movies are split more evenly to cover like half and half of mm-hmm. the book. Yeah. Part one covers about 182 pages, roughly. Yeah. And, the, and you know, like depending on the edition and depending yeah, so on if you're reading a physical book or if you're reading it on a Kindle, like it's really hard to know, which is why I'm like a little ways into chapter 13. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's basically just a little less than halfway through the book. Mm -hmm. So it's more or less evenly split. Whereas when we did cover the seventh Harry Potter, it was not even close to an even split between each movie. And so I'm hoping that because this one's more evenly split, that going forward when we watch part two as well, it's paced better and includes what it needs to include. Well, to be fair, if you look at it, this book is actually, sorry, my voice. Um, This book is actually (laughs) a page shorter than Catching Fire. And yet they split this one into two. So when you look at being able to cover the material, I mean, Catching Fire did a decent job. Obviously, they had to cut some stuff out, but they did a decent Mm -hmm. job with covering it all in one movie. So the fact that they had two movies this time to cover all the material... You, I almost cut them less slack because I'm like, come on, you yeah. had the oh. time. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, for reals. For sure. So, OK, just real quick. I'm going to get that 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 boring stuff out of the way. But I think it's important to note. Mm-hmm. Right. So we've got um, Mockingjay part one <laughs> based on the movie adaptation. Uh, or based off the book whoops, <laughs> by Suzanne Collins, right? That's all the same. That mm-hmm. that hasn't changed. Um, the director is Francis Lawrence, who is the same director as Catching Fire. So different director than the first movie, but now we're seeing some more consistency. Mm-hmm. But new screenplay writers again. <laughs> this time we've got Danny Strong and Peter Craig. And so those are two brand new people coming to the scene they haven't been Though a part of it Suzanne yet. Suzanne Collins still had a big part in working with the screenwriters in this yes. movie. Yes. More or less. She's listed, and granted, depending on where you look, it's listed differently, whether you look on IMDb versus just Googling it versus Wikipedia versus all sorts of things, right? Mm-hmm. And she's not listed as a screen play writer she's listed under novel Mockingjay adaptation which means maybe she, she was consulted yeah I, I she was probably more a, than the average author yeah but, a screenwriter consultant so to speak but I'm not sure how much power and sway she had true exactly and then the music was again by James Newton Howard that's been a consistent through um every single movie that's like the one thing that hasn't changed so brief little synopsis of just part one of Mockingjay it starts off basically where the catching fire ended yeah where Katniss is they're in district 13 they're trying to adjust she's learning you know who survived the destruction of district 12 Figuring out what's expected of her, why they want her to be this Mockingjay and what goes into that. She uses that to her advantage to try and get some things that she wants, like saving PETA and the other tributes and victors. It's basically following her as she learns more about the rebel cause as the war gets closer and closer to the capital because they're kind of climbing towards... Towards the capital, right? Because the it's not super clear. But I wish th- there was a map drawn up. There probably is if I there is a map. To search for it. There is. It's but, okay. Um, the capital's you know kind of in the center of all the districts, 
No. More or less. No. Not perfectly. No, it's not. Yes. Uh-uh. Yes, it is. No, it builds up. It's surround. No, it's not. The capital's in the Rocky Mountains. I'm... And then the districts surround it. I am looking up a not map. Not perfectly. It's not in perfect rings or circles or whatever, but they are kind of all around the capital. I'm looking up a map. If I remember reading correctly when she described where the capital was located, it's basically where I live. It's basically Denver, right in the Rocky Mountains. So a mile high. Um, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. So now. they're like slowly overtaking all the districts and working their way towards the capital. And at the same time, PETA is getting worse and worse. And so it's this weird balance that Katniss is trying to figure out. And part one ends with them rescuing PETA and figuring out just how deranged he is from all of the torture and hijacking that the Capitol has done to him. That is my beautiful classic off the top of my head. <laughs> Not written down beforehand summary. So No, no, no. Heaven forbid. <laughs> Heaven forbid I plan and write things down ahead of time. <laughs> but yeah, so that's okay. where we're at. Um, so I'm starting this week. Before I jump in, though, I'll just make a few notes uh, going into the movie that I saw. You can tell they had even more money for this one. Like, well, yeah, they were splitting it into two movies. <laughs> like, well, and that the first and second movie had done so well that like this had a lot more budget, budget for it. And you can see it in the grand scale of everything that they do. <laughs> um, the music I really liked. I think that the uh, composer did a really good job. I thought that it mm -hmm. evoked a lot of good emotion throughout. And I've, I've felt that way throughout the movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the music's always been done really well. So. And I personally really liked the costuming done for this movie as well. Um, I feel like in the past I've been a bit disappointed with some of the costumes. Um, mm -hmm. But I thought with this one they actually did a pretty good job with granted the costumes in this one aren't, aren't as exciting <laughs> as crazy no it's like for the most part it's everyone dresses the same in 13 yeah, yeah. mainly I, unless her, they work in the hospital her mocking jay outfit i thought yeah, it looked pretty good which dope. is really good <laughs> not it's not exactly how i would interpret what is described in the book i will say that but right. i think you know they probably wanted to put their own creative spin on it and i think it looks pretty cool Mm -hmm. So those are my thoughts going in. But my number three grievance is mainly about Finnick. And the way that they like. Kind of. Played Ignore him off. Him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he is actually very present in the first half of this book. And I feel like mm -hmm. in the second book and the second movie, even you kind of fall in love with Finnick. Like you really care about what happens. You really to him. learn what I talk about this all the time. Right. But like you learn what drives him mm -hmm. and you learn why he acts and behaves the way he does. And like, you really, yeah. you like him as a character. And then you go into this movie and I mean, you see him a couple times but even when you see him, he's not portrayed as he's supposed to be, because in the book, he's having a tough time because Annie is 
being held in the Capitol. And he's behaving similarly to Katniss, right? Like he's they're using he's, Annie in the same way that the Capitol's using PETA. Yeah. I mean, he's even worse than Katniss. I was going to say, he's in yeah. worse shape than Katniss for sure, because he's been through a lot already, which and, and I'm going to go into. tortured by the Capitol but longer. Yeah. The thing is, like in the beginning, he's in a mess. He's in the hospital pretty much sedated half the time because he just can't handle it. And then as you go throughout the book and as things start progressing, you slowly see little glimpses of old Finnick coming through. And Katniss is like, there he is. Like, okay, he's in there. And they kind of bond over their mutual, like, dis... Sadness? Yeah, like, (laughs) discomfort knowing that the people that they care about are in the Capitol potentially being tortured. And that they can't do anything about it. And they bond over that, which you don't really see in the movie. You don't really see them bonding. You see it a little bit. A little bit. When they're in the bomb shelter, like they still show her going over and like sitting with him and they talk a little bit. I think it shows them talking a little bit in the hospital. A little bit. But not much. But like, I I, I totally get where you're coming from. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so. There's that he's in the book. It's like at the beginning, it's very sad. And then as you see things happening, you see Finnick becoming almost a a support for Katniss, whereas Mm -hmm. she can't turn to Gale in certain situations. She turns to Finnick because he literally knows what she's going through. He is going through the same thing. And so they definitely have that reliance on each other. And like when... Katniss sees the second message of PETA when he's like more beat up. Deteriorated a lot. She's not supposed to see that in front of everyone. It is in the hospital wing with Finnick. Just her and Finnick. Just them. And they pretend that they don't see it. It's it's Finnick's idea. Finnick says, pretend that you didn't see it. I won't say it. Like, just act like you didn't see it. Act like we turned it off right after the propaganda ended. Yeah. And Gail doesn't bring it up and Katniss sees that and I'm going to talk about that on my next point so I won't go too much into that (laughs) but there's like this whole conversation they have in the woods when they're hunting about that propaganda and about the fact that no one's brought it up to them and no one's talking about it and what no 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 just to clarify when they're hunting in the woods there's this one day where gail is tied up yeah so katniss brings finnick with her out into the woods so she's talking with finnick about it that's the only time they feel like they can really talk and be open yeah they like leave their communicators somewhere so that no one's listening (laughs) and they just they have a good one-on-one and then when they move forward a little bit more and when she is trying to do like filming as the Mockingjay and she's like super awkward, Finnick is supposed to be there and he's supposed to be the one who's like, wow, like that's uh, that's rough. <laughs> he's supposed to like be there supporting her as she's going through this. Mm-hmm. And, and he's also the one that says everyone will either want to kiss you, yes. kill you or be you. Yes, not Effie. Who shouldn't Which we'll get to be in there in the first place. But anyways, <laughs> we'll get there in a minute. Um, <laughs> and then, hold on, sorry, I'm, I'm reading my notes. And then he's there 
later. Hold on. I'm reading. I have so many notes, guys. Let me tell you. This was an adventure. <laughs> so, yeah, he's just there. I'm going to skip ahead because I have a lot to say. Um, and then when they get Annie back and that reunion scene, I mean, it was cute in the movie. But when I read it in the book, my heart like melted. And like the yeah. way that Katniss describes it, like two people becoming one and that like no doubt that they love each other and how she's like and envious she's jealous, of that. Not because, yeah, like she has feelings for Finnick or anything, but just because of how sure they like, are. There's yeah. no doubt in anybody's mind how much they love each other. Mm-hmm. And that's what she's jealous of. And it's beautiful. And it was such a potent scene. And to see Finnick struggle throughout the book and then have him finally get Annie back and see that and mm-hmm. see just the light come back into his eyes. It's just, oh, mm, it's so sweet. And they just I totally mean, downplayed Sam that. Sam Claflin is still the perfect choice, I think. Mm-hmm. In the scenes that he is in, I think he does a phenomenal and job. And the scene that they have. But he's just, he's in the book more than he is in the movie. The scene they have went during the lockdown when she goes and talks to him and he is like, yeah, they're doing the same thing to you with PETA that they're doing to me with Annie. And he says the stuff that he says, which is almost directly from the book. That scene is very well mm-hmm. done. And I'm like, where's where's the rest? <laughs> yeah. So I wish that they had had more of Finnick. That that is my third one, because I love Finnick. And I think that he was not as utilized as well as he could have been. Right. No, I'm with you there. Okay, so my preface before I jump into my third one <laughs> is that this is the first time I've ever seen this movie. So That's true. Um, I had to, I paused it a lot and I jotted down a lot of notes. And then also, because this movie isn't just like thoughts. It's, it's like a lot of first impressions, right? Like mm-hmm. I didn't have time to watch it multiple times to really get into what makes the movie different from the book or whatever. Yeah. Whereas with previous books and movies we've done, like I've, I had already seen the movies multiple times and then I just rewatched it right before we recorded to have it fresh on my brain. Like this was only my second time watching it. Yeah. it's, It's my first time. And so same with part two, it'll kind of be a mixture of first impressions And then a little bit of a deeper analysis on those first impressions. Mm -hmm. So my number three, and I think this might be the biggest change they made between Mm -hmm. the book and the movie is for better or for worse. I'm not even sure how I feel really yet on whether I I like (laughs) it more or not. That Effie Trinket replaces Fulvia. Kind of. More or less. More or less. I mean, as different the roles. person that, you know, has she's the one that has the stuff from Cinna and she's the one that mm-hmm. gives it to Katniss. And she's the one walking Katniss through, you know, the the more staged propaganda shots. And yeah. and she's the one that oversees makeup and all this, you know, like. Yeah. For those of you who haven't read the books, Effie Trinket is not in book three. She is at the very end. At the but. But, you know, like, yeah, you don't know what's happened to her. In fact, in the first half of the book, towards the end of it, maybe in chapter 10 or 11, she even says, like, who knows what's happened? What what has happened to Effie? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Like, she knows that Sin is dead. 
Effie could be too. Who knows? Effie could be like, who knows what happened to Effie? And okay, so here's here 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 are my thoughts. <laughs> um, so on the one hand, I love the character of Effie Trinket, so I was really happy to see her more uh-huh. because I have more of a connection to her than I do to some random person that is only just being introduced in this book. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Elizabeth Banks is a gift. She's so good. And I think the way that they wrote Effie into it, they did a great job. I think that's exactly kind of how Effie would be with the like, do you expect me to go out looking like this? Like, I don't have any of my wigs. Like, you know, Well, and I definitely think if you hadn't read the books or even if you hadn't read them recently, you might be like, was Effie in it? Like, this seems like what happened. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And and another thing is, is like, I know and I even talked about it in the last episode, right, that like Effie was clearly upset about the choices that Capital was making. She was clearly sympathetic and empathetic to what the rebels were probably trying to do. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't think it plausible that she would have left the Capitol or that they could have easily broken her out of the Capitol. No. For the same reason, right? Why, like, Sinna's dead. You know, like, the team surrounding Katniss and Peta, like, they were kept under very close watch, you know, after they entered the games. You learned that more later in this book, too, where you learn that Peta's entire team was also killed. Yes. Like, his entire, what are, fashion team, what do they call Style? Stylist. Stylist. His stylist and, like, the stylist team that he had, mm-hmm. they were all killed. Well, and the thing is, I will say, Effie was always very reserved in her support. Like, even with the quarter quell and everything, and as sad as it made her, she played her part. She put on this, like, she did it. She put on Mm -hmm. the role and she performed as she was supposed to because she always played it very safe that she did not support the rebellion. She cared about Katniss. Yes. She cared about Peta. Peta. Yes. She didn't care about the rebellion. I w- that was the interpretation I got of her character compared to Cinna, mm-hmm. who was pretty openly, I'm going to dress you like a like mockingjay. Like, look at this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, that's, so that's where I'm torn, right? Yeah. Is, I mean, part of me almost wondered if that, that change was made in discussion with Suzanne Collins, mm-hmm. because maybe she almost after the fact wished she had written it that way. And wished the, she had included Effie Moore in the third one. I don't I don't know. That is pure speculation yes. on my part. I have no <laughs> factual evidence to back that up. But I just wonder. Suzanne Collins, if you're listening, hit us up. Let us know. <laughs> hey, let us know. Um, just because I I'm with you where I as much as I love Effie and I want to sympathize with her. And I think in the long run, she would be against the capital and and side with the rebels on knowing what's right based on human decency. Just because we saw the change. We saw yes. how she started in the first book as whatever. This is just something we do. These lives don't matter to me kind of thing. And we saw how quickly and how much her character changed in that development just in the second book. Mm-hmm. That I think that that potential for continued de- continued development was there. 
but not to the point where I think she would have been swept out of the Capitol and brought to 13 and included in all of the propos and, yeah. and being a part of Katniss's Mockingjay team, basically. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I'm curious as to what all of your thoughts are. We'll do a poll or something on our social media. Did you like it better or did you think it didn't make sense? Yeah. Which, which side of the fence are you on? Because I'm 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 still unsure. I mean, yeah. I think I'm leaning a little towards they probably should have kept it the way it was in the book. But as, as like, I can see its merits has seen it before and knew what was coming when I rewatched it. I just I love Effie again and I love Elizabeth Banks, but I think it would have been better with the original way that it was written. I thought that it was more potent. I thought that the characters that they had instead played their part and had a role that was still important, mm -hmm. as I'm going to get into a little bit later. But I also I'm not like super mad about it because. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I'm like, it, I mentioned it. It's clearly it's, it's on my grievances, but like I'm not. It's a number three. Sure. If it's considered a grievance entirely. It's a thought. Just because <laughs> I'm just, it's definitely, like I said, I definitely think it's the biggest change or alteration they it's made the between the book and the movie. It's the biggest change, I'd say, yeah. Which is why I felt, that was part of the reason I felt it was worth mentioning, but then also just because, like, I don't know how to feel about it. No, I, I wasn't mad it was an seeing choice. Effie on the screen, but then I was also like, what you doing here? Does it really make a whole lot of sense for her to be here? Does it match her character development at this point? Does it? Yeah. Does it? And then, you, right, like I was thinking too, like in the Capitol, how hard would it have been to get her out? Oh, like next would they've really gone through that? Well, how effort, do they have so. Effie, but they don't have PETA? You know, like. Yeah, exa come right? On. Exactly. Come so, on. <laughs> but. but yeah. Okay, so that's that's my number three. And yeah, go over to our social media. Let us let know. Us, let, let us know where you where you land on that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so my number two and my number one are pretty even as far as how upset I am about them. But <laughs> I'll just. But you had to put them in an I order. I had to put them in an order. <laughs> so my number two is going to be kind of a two parter as well. First, let's talk about Katniss. I think they screwed up her character in this movie. And let me tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, first thing you see in the movie, first introduction you get to your protagonist, she's having a breakdown. That is the first thing you see. You know, you haven't seen yeah. her for a little while. You're like, OK, this is Katniss. We're coming back to her. And she's having this well, breakdown. Well, this movie came out in and 2014 and Catching Fire came. So it's been a year, right? Yeah. Since the last movie so came you're like, out. OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go watch this. I mean, maybe you've read the books. That's a different experience. But if you've only watched the movies, you go and you see her and you're like, wow, she's a mess, which don't get me wrong. She's a bit of a mess. But the introduction to Katniss in the book, I feel like is just such a better intro to your protagonist character. She's walking around District 12. She's reminiscing on all of her memories. She's kind of coming to terms with what's happened. And she's yeah, she has like a bit. She has a moment of you know, breaking down of having to do like the truths thing. That's a thing. Mm -hmm. But then she comes back from it because she's like, no, I'm going to be strong. And she keeps going. And then later on, you see the scene of her, you know, kind of having a hard time 
And the fact that they flipped that in the movie, I was mad about because I think that it portrays Katniss as weaker than she really is. And they can I mean, it definitely it caught me off guard again. First time I saw this movie. Only time I've seen this movie. Yeah. Purely off of first impressions, I was caught off guard and a little confused at the opening of the movie. I was expecting to be thrown into the ruins of District 12 right at the beginning. Yeah, which I think would have been a better opening. And instead, it was like a dark corridor with Katniss crying and panicking and strangers like dragging her out. It was weird. It was weird. It was just it was weird. Yeah. I didn't like it. I think that opening in District 12 not only would have been good for Katniss as a character, but also for us being reminded how the second movie ended. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, yeah, District 12 is gone and this is her walking around the rubble and this is what's happening. And I think that it not to mention that in the book, she's walking around District 12 because she demanded to see it. Yes, she wanted to. In the movie, they're like. Make her go look at it. Make her see what's it. You know, yeah. and it's like, no, that's not. Katniss demanded to see it. And, and it kind of goes into what you're saying where, yeah, I feel like they just they, they make her look a lot more feeble. That's yes. the word I want to use. Yes. In the movie than I think she actually is. Yes, she's probably not mentally stable all the time. But I mean, she but she's is not feeble. She's a 17 year old girl. Like, you know, she's going to have a hard time with all of this going on. But she is still strong she's been through a lot of hard things and she has pushed through them and she's having a hard time but she continues to push through and And you learn from the beginning from the very first book her character and like her character strengths Mm -hmm. and like you know like she had to provide for her family when her dad died when she was what like nine or ten i can't remember the exact age I i don't know And then they struggled until she could finally, you know, sign up for the Tesserae. And but yeah, like she is a survivor. That's who she is. Yeah. She finds a way to get through hard things. And she, like you said, has been through a lot. She has emotions. But the problem is the way that the book shows her emotions, I feel like is very timely and is very impactful. Whereas the movie is just kind of like, yeah, she's like sad a lot (laughs) (laughs) and like she's just kind of blah and I don't I don't want to fault Jennifer Lawrence specifically I don't know if it's her acting if it's the writers if it was the directors I don't know whose fault it is you talked about it a little bit in the last episode where I think your exact words were or maybe it was in the first episode Uh, in the Hunger Games it's a blur I can't remember but I do remember (laughs) you saying an actor is only as good as the directions that they're given like and she's just kind of like blank face for half the movie like when she sees Peta for the first time you see like a little bit of a smile she's supposed to like be so happy like full on smile and Hamish, like both of them are like laughing yeah. because they have no idea what they're going to walk in on. Like, Yeah. And so I just and then there's the scene where she um, after she realizes that they're holding PETA uh, like to use against her, essentially. And she's after the bombing and she's supposed to go out and film the propaganda scene. And she's like, I can't yep. do it. I can't do it. She is supposed to have a full on sobbing mess breakdown has to be sedated because she can't handle it and then and it's not the way they do it and i i have this yeah i might mention this scene again later but Mm. um she's not 
freaking out because she's in the movie. She's all like, they're going to kill him. Yeah, They're going to no, kill him. No, the whole reason him. she's freaking out is because she knows they won't kill him because killing him would be a mercy at this point. Yes. She <laughs> straight up says that. She's like, I almost wish that they would just kill him because then I could just run off into the woods and not worry about this anymore. Yeah. But instead, she's like, they're just going to keep him alive and keep torturing him to get to me. And she can't handle it. And she breaks down. And that's when they realize, okay, we need to go get PETA out because she will not be capable of being the Mockingjay until we get him out. There was no like grand plan to do this because of whatever BS they use in the movie. It was straight up for Katniss. And I just wish we got to see more emotion out of her. Because she has the potential and she's got passion and power. I felt like the movie just fell flat in that department. Mm-hmm. Going off of that, I also want to talk about her relationships with Peta and Gail. And the fact that if I were to watch the movies, I would have very different feelings on the relationships than when you read the books. <laughs> because in the movie, first of all, I love the scene in the book where they're she's saying that she needs Gail by her side. Like that's one of her conditions. And they're like, how do you want it? Like, is he your new lover? Like, are you cousins? Like, how do you want us to play this? And in her head, she's like, what the like frick? Like who cares about relationships right now in this case? Like in this condition, who cares about who my freaking lover is? Like who gives a crap? And I'm like, amen, sister. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't see that in the movie. So people are always Mm -hmm. joking, like, who cares about a love triangle? And I'm like, that's exactly how Katniss felt. (laughs) She, like, couldn't care less. She was trying to work out her feelings with just keeping them alive. She cared about both of them. Gail is her best friend from childhood, who she has complicated emotions with. Peta, she's been through a lot with, and she genuinely cares for him. Whether or not that's love, she hasn't quite decided. She doesn't know yet. And that's, like... That's something that Finnick mentions. Finnick as well. even says it. He's yeah. all like, it's obvious you love him. In what way? I don't know. I don't think you even know. No. <laughs> and she doesn't. She doesn't know. She's having a hard time. Mm-hmm. She's the mockingjay. But then Listen, they, she's 17. <laughs> but then they also take the relationships and they portray them horribly in the movie. Like they yeah. show the scene between her and Gail in the kitchen when he's like this is where you kissed me. And she's like, you remember? And they're all dramatic. And then she kisses him again and all that. They leave that in, but they take out the falling out that was happening between them. The fact mm-hmm. that Gail lied to her about the PETA propag- like the PETA video, and she's super ticked about it because she's like, whose side are you on? Coins or mine? Well, and because it, it, on top of that, yeah, there's a lot more of, she's seeing more of that angry like vengeful side of Gale, which is making him side more and more with some of the more stricter and harsher, like district 13 thinking, like ways of thinking that she doesn't like, but he's like, listen, like this is this. It's been a long time coming. Like, (laughs) yeah. And you kind of see that tension on the relationship from the get go in this book that you do not see in the movies. And so I feel like that really leads into the second half and especially the ending with who she ends up with. If you only watch the movie, you're like, why didn't she end up with Gail? Whereas I feel like when you read the books, you can tell that their relationship was strained even before the big event that we I'm probably going to talk about next week. But even before all of that happened, <laughs> two, weeks. Two, weeks, two weeks, whatever. 
even before all that happened, there was already strain on their relationship. Whereas with oh, yeah. PETA, which again, you don't fully get to see this, you don't see how relieved she is to see he's okay and how heartbroken she is when he sees when she sees that he's being tortured and how mm -hmm. just her emotions are so connected to him and she cares about him so deeply because of everything that they've been through and all that he's done for her and she's like i at the end when she goes to see him she's like i don't even care what i say i'm just happy to hear his laugh and see his smile and like to just be with him which is mm -hmm. so sweet because i mean when you think about it that's and she immediately thinks about kissing him too yes it's true so if that doesn't say something about where her heart lies but. yeah i'm like i feel like it's a lot obviously she's not thinking about it you know she's got a lot on her brain but her actions kind of speak for her in the book whereas mm -hmm. in the movie it's just it's a mess I feel like they really the thing I was I wrote down as I was watching the movie, I said that. Oh, man, where is it? <laughs> um, oh, it was really funny. Sorry, I have too many notes. I can't find where I said. <laughs> but I essentially said that they totally ruined the relationships like they did a terrible job of portraying them because it. Yeah, it was just it was garbage. That's how I felt. It was, it's confusing for sure. Yeah. I mean, I still felt like when she did, when they did show her, like seeing the PETA videos, like the interviews and stuff mm -hmm. that, I mean, she, I think the emotion shown in those scenes was good and accurate of <laughs> in the book where, where she's like, what are they doing to him? Look at how much worse he yeah, looks, you know? Yeah, and, they did and that. And she kind least. of argues a little bit with Gail about it a couple times. Like, yeah, the arguments that her and Gail have there. are also totally different than what they're supposed to be. Like, they yeah. decided to put in an argument, but it wasn't even from the book. I'm like, you had plenty of other things that they could have talked about. Why do they have yeah. to argue about PETA? They're supposed to argue about, like, you know, the cause. <laughs> And and how the cause is going to be fought. Yeah, and it's not the about tactics and things used. Yeah, PETA and stuff like that. So, and then there's the whole scene at the end with the the filming, like the propo where <clears throat> where Finnick is talking. There's supposed to be mm -hmm. a scene of Katniss talking about PETA too, and she agrees to do that to try to save PETA. There's no weird conversation. With snow between her and snow, snow there, doesn't yeah, there's no, know that they're there. Like that's not. Well, they don't know any. Again, I'm gonna get to it. I'm like, I'm gonna talk about it later. Yeah. Don't you worry. <laughs> I'll get to it. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, I just, I'm. We'll see how the second half goes. I also haven't seen that movie, and it's been a while since I've read the book. So we'll see how I feel in two weeks. But I'm just, mm, I don't like it. <laughs> okay. Um, so my number two, I just wrote down Alma Coin. <laughs> I just found a very large discrepancy between how President Coin is characterized in the book versus how she's characterized in the movie. Yeah. Specifically, I mean, first of all, like she's in the movie a lot. She's not in the book that much. Like 
Mm-hmm. You see her, yeah, in a couple of those command meetings. Yes, you see her when she gives that announcement about like, okay, we've promised to do this in return. She'll be the Mockingjay. However, if she doesn't live up to her end of the deal, then neither will we kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see her when they're, you know, um, going down into the bomb shelter. That's like it in the book. You don't see her a whole bunch. Whereas in the movie, she like comes up to Katniss in like the cafeteria and like apologizes and almost like empathizes with her about how hard it is to lose loved ones. And and she's shown as almost like a maternal figure in the movie. Well, and they even like they have Prim mention that she lost her husband and child to the pandemic that they had. No, that's not in the book. No, you have no you really don't know the background of coin like at all. In the they book. like really try to make you empathize with her. And I'm like, Mm-mm. in the movie. <laughs> and I just and I know you're going to talk about it more, but mm-hmm. I've just I it just doesn't it just doesn't make sense, especially when in at the end of this book. So at the end of the next movie, spoiler alert. She decides to kill Coin instead of Snow. Yeah, it does not add up at all. <laughs> this doesn't, this is not good foreshadowing. No. The way that they're showing, the way they show it so far in the movie, I, if I had never read the book and I was just watching the movies, I would be thrown through the biggest loop. Yeah. Because. And that's not a good currently, thing. Currently, <laughs> I don't see Coin as being like a bad person at all. I mean, don't get me wrong. The actress who plays her, I think, is actually oh, her. great. Like, I thought that she looked. Yeah, Julianne Moore. She yeah, really her good. look is great. And Julianne Moore is a really good actress. Don't get me wrong. But it's not but her fault. <laughs> she she was too kind. Yeah. Like, but that was on the writers for writing those scenes that way. Yeah. And maybe the director for giving the direction that way. Right. Yeah. We don't know. But yeah, yeah I just. There's a really big disconnect for me between book coin and movie coin. And she's she's just a lot colder, I think, and more stoic mm-hmm. in the book and and a little bit more power hungry. I yeah. mean, in subtle ways, they, 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 they make sure it's very subtle, but Katniss still sees it and notices it. And so, Gail doesn't, which is another thing with the whole falling apart between Katniss and Gail. Gail's like... She's just trying to, like, do her best. She just needs to make sure that, like, people understand, like, how things are going to go. And Katniss is like, "Uh uh-uh. She is sending a message that I can't mess with her or else she is going to, like, ruin my life. And Gail's like, no, you're being overdramatic. And Katniss is like, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. This is just how girls fight sometimes. No. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just kill each other's loved ones. (laughs) Yeah, but... So, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. So, yeah, so that's my number. I mean, I don't have, like, a whole bunch to say just because, like I said, there's she's not in the book a lot. No, she's kind of this, she's like, not seen ominous a lot. figure that's just Presence, there. yeah. Whereas they put like her in the Like, in the beginning of the book, even, Katniss says everyone's been talking at her nonstop except for Coin, who only ever just is standing there watching watching she doesn't Mm -hmm. talk to her she like just is watching her totally different so that's my number two short and sweet but good because i blabbed bugged me (laughs) okay (laughs) all righty do you got some honorable mentions 
Uh, do I? Um, I'm trying, I don't want to go over what I know you're about to talk about, so. Yeah, so. I'm trying to, I've like. got quite a few examples for my number one. I've, I'll say one thing, though. Yeah. Um, almost the entirety of their visit to District 8, mm-hmm. I think, was, like, perfectly from the book. I think that it from was landing the- to visiting the hospital to fleeing from the bombs to realizing that they weren't targeting them. They yeah. were targeting the hospital to Katniss and Gail, like disobeying, mm-hmm. you know, commands to help fight back. And then like the entire video message of Katniss in front of that, like word for word from yeah. the book. I, the that only part was phenomenal flaw I have with that scene is that they decided to add in that part with snow being like, go bomb the hospital because they actually don't know. Their intel tells them that they don't know that Katniss is there. They're not doing it because Katniss is there. They are just doing it because they're terrible people. Because they're evil. (laughs) And I feel like that that is one thing that the movies kind of do. They almost make you sympathize with Snow a little bit. By, like, showing his family more and by, like, giving more reasonings and, like, showing behind the scenes. And I'm like, no, no, no. He just sucks. <laughs> yeah. There's a um, deleted scene uh-huh. between Snow and PETA. Oh. That's actually really good. It's really cool. I wish they had included it in the movie. It's basically meant to be, like, right after... The quarter quell ended mm-hmm. because PETA is hasn't been tortured at all oh, okay. yet. Yeah. Right. Like it's right before he recorded that first interview, mm-hmm. which was just his own thoughts of we did not know. You know, yeah, that's honest. That was a really good scene. And it kind of g- does show how Snow is very manipulative and calculating. Mm-hmm. And the scene ends with because PETA goes like, so you're asking me to be your spokesperson and snow's like not quite i'm not asking you know like Mm. (laughs) and that's how the scene ends and i don't know it's just it's really good there's another deleted scene that it's the discussion between katniss and haymitch yeah where haymitch is like just say it and katniss goes like peter was the one we were supposed to save and Hamish goes, I know. And then Katniss goes, now you just say it. And he's like, I can't believe you let him out of your sight that night. Like, Oh, so that's a deleted because scene. Because in the movie. Because I really liked that scene. I did too. Because in the movie, it's kind of like, she's still mad at Hamish. She's still mad at Hamish. And then suddenly she's not anymore. Yeah. And in the book, it shows that kind of pinnacle where it's like, yeah, you're mad at me. Well, guess what? I'm kind of mad at you too because... I think if you had done this, then he'd still be here. And she's like, well, if I think you would have done this, he would be here, you know? Mm-hmm. And they kind of talk it about, talk about it and then move past it. Yeah, it shows that they're both she realizes, upset about it. Yeah. But there's nothing they can do. And she realizes that Hamish does also love and care about PETA. Yeah. Like, so those were some deleted scenes that I think would have been cool if they had included. Yeah. <laughs> One thing they did leave out, which I'm not like super upset about, is... um. They don't mention that peacekeepers come from District 2, which I get, but it was kind of like a fun little tidbit to be like, by the way, like District 2 isn't with the rebels. District 2 is still with the Capitol. Like they're in the Capitol's pocket. They're their buddies. Mm -hmm. They also don't talk about the Nightlock pills and how they gave each of the soldiers essentially a pill with those 
nylock like With berries, poison the poison berries, yeah, in it so that if they get captured, they can kill themselves essentially, which I thought was very yeah. military of them. I'm looking at my notes. Oh, I just think it would have been nice to see Gail's family more. Yeah, yeah, they're still alive and well. I mean, we know that Gail has Gail's. We know that Gail's dad died when Katniss's dad died. Mm-hmm. But we also know that he has his mom and I think four or five siblings. Five siblings, I think. That he got out, you know, yeah. when he got Katniss's mom and Prim out. So, oh, but I will say that Prim was also fantastic in mm-hmm. this movie. And I did really like the scenes that they showed between Katniss and Prim. Yeah, those were pretty well done. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. They finally addressed the baby. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, took you long enough. I mean, it wasn't the exact same way that they did in the book. It was better handled in the book. But at least mm-hmm. they finally said something. <laughs> I'm also really glad that they kept the song and they kept. Yes. Her singing. at, And, and when they revisit District 12, a lot of that's pretty accurate to mm-hmm. the book, too. Yeah. With and the I think cameras the and stuff that plays Cressida. 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 She's dope. Yeah. She did a really good job. Why can't I? I can't remember her name right now. But, well, I liked that entire group. Yeah, they did a really good job with that whole group. Mm-hmm. Caster, I think, is one of the yeah, cameramen's Caster names. Yeah, Caster and Pollock, and, who were yeah. supposed to be pretty much twins, but whatever. But I like how they showed them doing, like, sign language. Uh-huh. Like, in the, yeah, you can cute. see, like, he, like, does sign language to his brother. Like, she's got a pretty face. Like, <laughs> In my limited sign language knowledge, I recognized that bit, but I thought that that was cool. Yeah, so that was well done, at least. All right, there's more we could talk about, but let's get into our number ones. Yep. And I will say really quick, that is one interesting thing about this movie that I kept going back and forth between this is so well done and this is so terribly done. Like, they had some great scenes and they had some horrible scenes, and I am having a hard time reconciling between the two of them and being like, was it a good movie or not? (laughs) I enjoyed it, that's for sure. Yeah. I'll watch it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, okay, my number one it has to do with District 13 as a whole and the way that District 13 is presented, mm-hmm. um, specifically with how strict and military-like they are um, and kind of the way that they function, the way that they run, and how that affects Katniss in a way. So first of all, they every day they wake up and they get this like temporary tattoo on their arm with a schedule oh, for the yeah. day that they are supposed to stick to that schedule. And they do and they have like and like they have like an ID code. Yeah, they have an ID on code every day, too, that they have yeah. to scan in to show that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. And then the rations are that's down. the only way they get their food. And that's the only way they get. It is down to Anything. how tall are you? How old are you? How much do you weigh? How much physical labor do you do? How old? Like they calculate down to exactly how many calories you need and you do not get any more and you do not get any less. And you sit down three meals a day and you eat whatever slop is put in front of you. And that's it. There is no other food outside of that. No seconds. And if you try to get more or something, it's like. Les Miserables, where you steal bread and they put you in prison yes. and whip you. <laughs> Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. Something they left out of the movie, which I'm very upset about because I think it is very potent for District 13, right? is 
when Katniss agrees to be the Mockingjay, she goes with Plutarch to this floor where this guard is like, you're not supposed to be here. You're not supposed to be here. And they're like, no, it says we're supposed to come here. And they hear this whimpering sound in the room. And Katniss pushes through the guard and gets in there. And it's her old stylist team. The three stylists who were there. Octavia. Flavius. Flavius. And... and the other one. Give me, <laughs> give me a minute. Octavia Flavius. But anyways, you find the name. So they're in there. You just let me think. And they are being, they're chained against a wall, essentially. And they are just like beaten and bruised and just not being treated well at all. Venia. And Her name's Venia. There you go. And it's because <laughs> Octavia stole a piece of bread. That's what they say it's for. They say because she stole a piece of bread, they have been trapped in here for who knows how long. They don't specify. And they are in bad shape, beaten and in super bad, terrified of everything and in like soiled clothing. It's just terrible. Like Katniss mentions there's just a drain in the floor and she doesn't want to know what that's for. Like and so they take them out and she's like, what the freak, guys? Like, how could you do this? And they're like, they were disobeying rules and blah 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 and Katniss like I don't care this is ridiculous and Katniss takes it as a personal challenge from coin saying like I can do this to whoever I want you need to stay in line whereas Gail's like I thought you'd think she was doing you a favor like why do you even like those guys they're from the capital and that's another thing that shows the difference between Katniss's and Gail's opinion but at the same time, I have to come to the defense of Gail a little bit because I do still like him. <laughs> yes. He actually helps her get past the guard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he hears the whimpering, too. And it's like they don't even have to talk. They're on the same page about like, we've got to get into that room and see what's going on. And then after she and 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 he's he's upset. Yeah, because he's like. They're the ones that like dressed you up to go into slaughter. And then she kind of explains to him like, OK, I guess you're right. But, but at the same time, differently, they don't they understand. Quit. And then she was also like, but and they quit when I had to go back in because they couldn't take it. And they cried and they couldn't even say goodbye because they were so mad and upset when I had to go back in. Yeah. And he was like, OK, I'm sorry, I'll keep that in mind. And then he, he doesn't like, tries to talk though. to them. He doesn't apologize. Doesn't That's just he? it. No, no, no. He still feels that the coin was doing her a favor, or coin thought she was doing her a favor. He doesn't think coin was. Well, trying yeah, to he send doesn't a agree with her that it's coin sending a message. Yeah, but he like understands why she cares about them a little bit more. A and little then, bit. Like, at, at meals and things, he puts forth yeah, effort. Yeah, he puts forth effort to, to like make them feel welcome. Them and, and make them feel welcome. And and that's the scene where you see his mom and his youngest sister. Mm-hmm. Because his youngest sister at one of the meals goes up next to Octavia, who has like green skin or something still. Yeah. And she's all like, I think you'd be pretty in any color, you know, and like makes Octavia like cry tears of joy because it's this sweet little five-year-old. Yeah. Like, <laughs> And it's just Posey, I think. I think her name was Posey. Yeah, it's super cute. But that scene is totally taken out. The stylists are totally taken out. They're the ones that are supposed to dress Katniss up and get her all ready for being the Mm -hmm. Mockingjay. And they just took it all out. And so you do not see the cruelty of District 13 in that scene. 
And then you also don't see it with how strict they are about rations and the schedules and how they treat people in general. And yes, uh, what's his name? The Bog? Bogs? Bogs, yeah. Bogs. Yes, he grows on you in the book. Like later on, you know. He grows on me in the movie, too. But he's not as intense in the beginning. In the beginning, like, Gail comes to Katniss after she runs out with a bloody nose because Boggs elbowed him in the face because he got in his way. Yeah, but he gets back at him by stomping on his face in District 8. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess. But, like, it shows, like, they are very military-minded in the way that they Mm -hmm. run things. And then they talk about there's this scene where Katniss is talking to someone who came from District 10, I think, who said, he said, like, they don't actually care about you. They just need numbers. Like because of that pandemic that took out. Yeah. Pandemic that killed a lot of the children and then left a lot of people impotent. So they couldn't have children. Infertile, I think is the word they use. I thought they said impotent, but okay. (laughs) I don't think, I think. It's different depending on the gender you are, but... (laughs) Anyways, no babies. And they kind of mention that in the movie, how they say, like, there's not a lot of kids around. And Prim kind of explains they, most of them died in this pandemic thing that happened. But it's interesting seeing that guy from District 10 who worked with, like, breeding cattle, that he was Mm -hmm. like, that's all you are. Like, that's all any of us are to them. They you're just need new, the numbers. It, it's new DNA. It's new. Yeah. They're not welcoming you out of love or anything. It's that they just need new. They need more people. Fighters mm-hmm. for their rebellion cause. And well, they also mentions in the movies, not in the movie. They don't mention it in the movie, but in the book, she clearly states that everybody over the age of 14 is given a rank and role in the army and they're all referred to as soldier. All of them are referred to as soldier. And that's something that they left out was Mm -hmm. how often they all are referred to as soldier. And her and Gail, Katniss and Gail kind of joke about it and are like, soldier Gail Hawthorne and soldier Mm -hmm. Katniss Everdeen. And like, they kind of joke about it. Like they used to joke about, may the odds be ever in your favor kind of deal. Yeah. Because they're kind of similar. And then there's a scene later on where Katniss is realizing that she has just been a pawn this entire time. She's like, first I was a pawn to the game makers in the first Hunger Games. Then I was a pawn on the victory tour with Snow. Then I was a pawn in the second games. Now I'm a pawn still to coin, you know, like as the Mockingjay. I am still just being played by these people. And now it's just another different person in charge calling the shots. And she's not very happy about it. She doesn't care if they're happening to be on like the quote unquote right side. She does not like what Coin is doing. Mm-hmm. And she's very clear about that in the book. So when, like you said, in the second one, when she kills her, <laughs> it's not some surprise. You're like, yeah, she has kind of been working up to this from the beginning. Yeah. She's never She's liked her. See, her eyes have become opened to the truth. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And you don't really trust District 13 either as you're going through the book. Like the stuff that they do and the way that they act and the way they explain away their actions. Well, and you, you see it more in the book, too. And you kind of talked about it a little bit. Like when they go down to that level, how like guards just appear and they're like, you can't be here. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Like, like they're keeping secrets. In the book in general, there's... Like they talk about 
when they're going to visit BT and like look at all the weapons, how just yeah, how many have freaking to crazy so security checks. Which is uh, and, my and favorite. I is think Katniss. it's funny when she's all like, yeah, because my DNA really changed the last 20 yards we walked. Like. Yeah, like they had to do two DNA checks in a row. She's like, what the freak, guys? Like, And it's true. They're just like so over the top. And she even says, like, what are they? Are they worried about theft? Are they worried? Like, what are they so worried about if they're all on the same side? Yeah, and they're all in agreement about what they're doing and why they're doing it. Like, what's with this crazy, insane security? Mm -hmm. So and then it's like. On the flip side, something that you don't quite see, which I think was odd, is when they go into the lockdown because the bombs are coming. It's a very organized method. Like it is. very Yeah. And I'll talk about that more, too. And so which lines up with the District 13 way of life. It's very military. Like everything has a place. Every, sorry, every person has a place. You know, like they all Mm -hmm. go to their specific spots and do the specific things. And I just feel like as far as like we said before, foreshadowing goes, they did a terrible job. I'm like, Mm -hmm. did you not think about the fact that in the second half of this, you got to like explain why she did this? And again... (laughs) I haven't seen the second movie yet. And so maybe second movie, there's just like a huge personality shift or something in coin. But that still will, for those who haven't read the book, that's still going to come out of left field, you know? Yeah, like, I just, I wish between that they had, movie, like it just they had shown the subtleties more. Because they do a lot of showing, not telling in this movie, which I'm not upset about, you know, like they show a lot more of the rebellion happening. But mm-hmm. I wish that they had also showed those subtleties of like, but maybe the rebellion's not what you think. Maybe not everyone's on the same wavelength here. Maybe there's more going on and they don't yeah. show that, which I feel like they're missing out. So that is my number one. We'll see how I feel in a couple weeks after the second half. <laughs> but I just I think they could have done a better job. Agreed. Yeah. OK, so that kind of goes in. I mean, I'm going to touch on. A lot of things <laughs> because my number one is how I feel like they downplayed some scenes that could re- could have been really impactful mm-hmm. and in the long story arc and like character development side of things I felt were very important. Yeah. And then they really over dramatized and made a lot of things really over dramatic that I think took away from the story and took away from like the main points and messages that we were meant to be receiving. Yeah. So I've got some examples. (laughs) So the (laughs) first thing, the first thing that I noticed was PETA's interviews. And while I appreciate and thought that they did a good job with showing like in each of his three interviews, just how much more deteriorated he looked Mm -hmm. and how much, skinnier and like the bags under his eyes and you know you could tell that they were putting him in clothing that hid more and more of like his skin so you couldn't see the bruises or signs of right like I think they did a really good job with that uh-huh. but like in the in the book especially in that first interview when I almost said Plutarch that's not it no when um Flickerman Caesar I, Flickerman I, yes I was like again all I can think of is Stanley Tucci <laughs> um when Flickerman like asks him like I don't know it's pretty suspicious 
Katniss, and he doesn't just sit there and go like, Katniss wouldn't do that. In the book, he gets out of his chair, has a hand on each arm of um, Flickerman's seat, and is right in his face. And it's like, oh, you think she was on board with angry with Joanna (laughs) giving her a concussion and almost killing her and blah, blah, blah. And it's like. And and that's when Flickerton's like, okay, I believe you. He puts his <laughs> hand like to, on his and chest and like pushes, and pushes him. Pushes him. <laughs> and and yeah. that's something that I've talked about before too, just in Peta's characterization in the movie, where they downplay that fire that he has. Like, yeah, he's really good with yes. his words. He's really charismatic, but like, he still gets mad. He still has a little bit of a temper. Like, that still happens, and they downplayed mm-hmm. that again. Yeah. Okay. You just kind of talked about this one. This is an example of something that they over they made over dramatic. The bombing at 13. Yes. In the book, kind of like you said, super, super like boom, boom, boom. They have a plan. They know what to do. They know where to go. In the movie, it's like it starts out all orderly and then the first bomb drops and everybody like freaks out and there's mayhem and suddenly it's like raining <laughs> inside. Yeah, why is it everyone's raining? wet. I why don't was know. it raining? <laughs> and and everyone's screaming and also, Katniss like first, almost gets trampled on the stairs. It's it's ridiculous. The first in bomb the isn't book, supposed to hit until, until everybody's in the yep. inside. And that's one of the things that I mean, in the movie, she does still say it, but in the book, like, she makes an announcement like, Peter Malark gave us extra time with his warning so that we could get everybody inside. Like, that's the whole point of Peter's warning, right? Like, Peter gave them the warning. And so they had plenty of time before the air raid that they could get everybody to safety well, before any bombs Katniss were dropped. Well, specifically says, uh, Prim and Gail only got inside a few minutes before the first bomb fell. If they had not been inside when the bomb fell, they would have, they could have been killed. They probably would not have survived because where their room well, was. Especially if they collapsed. didn't have that advance notice. Because yeah. I think they say something about having eight extra minutes. Yeah. And so Katniss says another thing that I owe PETA for. Like mm-hmm. his warning essentially saved Gail and Prim's life. Yeah. So that was overdramatic. Which, again, that whole end scene with her, like, screaming for Prim and Gail and the, like, the count being like, three seconds, two seconds. I mean, yeah, no, no, it's, it's just, two guys there at the door about to close it and they wait close, until they're and, all and in. And she stands there so that they can't <laughs> close it. Yeah. She's not, like, up the stairs or anything. No. She's yelling and she hears when she's standing there in the doorway, Prim going, I'm coming. And Gail says, hold the doors. <laughs> yes. It's not like some countdown and I then mean, they it's still are going to close them. Suspenseful. Yeah. There's still that. But it's but not it's that not, dramatic. They just made it really crazy. Okay. Yeah. Katniss's demands are downplayed, right? Yes. In the movie, she demands for like the um, immunity for the tribute. backwards order too. And then last minute is like. Oh, yeah. And my sister gets to keep her cat. Yeah. Whereas in the and, and it's like randomly later, Gail's like, oh, hey, they're going to let us hunt outside. Yeah, like, like, Why does Gail no, suddenly so get to in in that? the book? Katniss's demands are. Firstly, my family gets to keep the cat. 
Yes. And then there's even conditions put around that, mm-hmm. like countered from the people of 13. Like there's this huge discussion just about the cat. Yeah. Then it's, I want to be able to hunt with Gail for mm-hmm. just a couple of hours. It'll help me get better quicker if I can go outside, blah, blah, blah. Right. Then it's, then the, it's the immunity for the victors no, and no, the no, tributes. No, 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 it's not. It's that Gail gets to stay with her. And that's when they have that whole discussion about like, Okay, well, we need to keep up the idea that you're still in love with Peta, so like we're just gonna. I guess pretend. that was. I, I kind of. I didn't really read that as one of her demands. It was more. I guess it was a demand. No, huh? it was. She straight okay. up goes but yeah. into it. But the, but then it's the the yeah. Um. Then it's the victors get to be immune, and you mm-hmm. have to announce it publicly. Yes. Because she doesn't believe she doesn't that trust coin them. will hold up her end of the bargain if it's not a publicly known thing which by the way sorry i just got to cut in when Peta does his little call out where he's like katniss do you really trust these people do you trust that they're telling you the whole truth do you really know what's going on in the book katniss has this whole inner monologue where she's like i don't really know what's going on and i don't trust these people i barely trust gail like yeah i don't know what's going on and you're like, Bitch. they're not telling me things. I know they're yeah. not telling me things. Yeah. They're lying to me. And it's again, it just builds into this distrust of District 13 that you don't really get to see in the movie. Anyways, continue. <laughs> um. Well, but then they completely leave out what I think is a huge thing. Katniss's final demand is that she's the one that gets to kill Snow. Yeah. And then <laughs> Alma Coyne responds with, you can flip me for it. Yes. Which Katniss that agrees alone, I think, can tell you that there's more to this lady than you think, you know? Like, there's there's something personal between her and Snow mm-hmm. that she wants to be the one to end him when we don't see her out in combat ever. <laughs> she no. doesn't leave the compound. Like... So her demands, I think, get downplayed, and I don't think they get the focus that well, is it doesn't intended. even yeah, they don't even mention the snow part, which I thought was so dumb. Yeah, um, we talked about already Katniss after the bombing and how inst- it it was it was downplayed, right? Instead of a full on breakdown, it's just I can't do this, I can't do this, and she like walks away, like yeah, that was supposed to be such a potent scene, and they just didn't do it. Yeah, so that's something that I think they downplayed versus the rescue in the Capitol. That entire thing was so over the top and over dramatic. Ugh, in the I book, hated it. they have zero contact Which makes with sense. Them that's throughout dumb to the try entire to have with them. mission. They're <laughs> just sitting there going, I hope this works. I hope this works. Yeah. Play those propos. Let's hope that and we can. And they're not live propos either. Like they are pre-recorded. Mm-mm. So there's no, like, put me on. I will talk to President Snow. Like, no. Yeah, it's pre-recorded things, and they're just sitting in wait, and they're just sitting in wait. They don't... And and so then at the end... When, and then it's it's when Finnick Gail's all like it was too easy. They just let us like none of that. Nope. Like, nope. <laughs> in fact, Gail gets pretty seriously injured as yeah, well as quite a few of the other people. Him. He doesn't she doesn't run up and hug him. He's in a hospital room getting something removed from his shoulder. Like, yeah. But the thing is, it's again with what I talked about earlier with the removal of Finnick is while they're waiting, it's her and Finnick waiting together, tying knots, trying to distract themselves because he's worried about Annie. She's worried about PETA. And they're both just 
stressed. And then when they go in, Joanna is not supposed to be conscious. Joanna is supposed to be passed out and so bruised and scarred. And I mean, other than the fact that she was conscious, I think that they did. a. I mean, she was she was bald. You know, yep. she was shaved head. She was sickly thin. She had bruises and stuff all over her. Yeah, but yeah, but she was awake being, and was like, get these things off of me. I think her being <laughs> unconscious would have been more potent to show like how in how her, bad of she, yeah. she is. Yeah, like she didn't, you didn't see that fighting spirit in her still in no, that moment. She was broken. And then my last example that I'll talk about is PETA <laughs> at the end. <sighs> so that doesn't happen. No. Katniss doesn't like walk up and it's like she's the only one there because everyone else is at some like assembly and he's in there just like thrashing around like a madman. No. So the first time she sees PETA after he tries to kill her, that is. Yeah. She's with other people and he's being observed by like a team of doctors all from District 13. So they had no like prior connection to him. Mm -mm. And he's just laying there. Well, because he's not like thrashing about. He's not mad. He's just scared of. Katniss specifically and 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 he's confused so you can see that he's a little bit confused and anxious in the fact that he like twitch he um what's the word I'm looking for like not twitches his hands but he's like fidgeting yeah like his his hands are kind of fidgeting a little bit Mm -hmm. but that's it so they like really went over the top with the drama there yeah like yeah he gets really upset and kind of crazy when he sees Katniss but when he doesn't see Katniss and isn't reminded of anything with Katniss, like he's, quite he's calm. mostly himself still. Yeah. Just and scared and confused. Also, the scene of him strangling her is so is over the top. Ridiculous. I'm like, there are guards there for that explicit reason. Like Boggs knocks him out like really quick. Real fast. It's not, let me throw you against this wall and then we'll jump up on top of this like cabinet and and then fall on the floor. And choke you out like. And, and like he's able to throw people off. Like, do we remember that he's been tortured? He does not have that (laughs) kind of strength. And like malnourished and like look how skinny and frail he looks. Yeah. He does not have this strength. I was like, you wouldn't give him that kind of strength in the earlier movies. But now that he's sickly, you're going to give him that kind of strength. Be consistent. But yeah, I mean, there's probably more, but those were the big ones that stood out to me. Like I mentioned earlier, for the most part, like I really did enjoy the movie. It's a good movie if you're not comparing. And I do feel like despite, you know, those things that are downplayed and the things that are over the top dramatic, for the most part, they kept it in the right order. And I don't feel the beginning like is my any, biggest grief with yeah, that. The big the big the the beginning was switched around and swapped, but yeah. otherwise it roughly followed the timeline from the book. Mm-hmm. And there aren't any giant scenes that they left out. There's a couple of those smaller ones that like I think would have been really Yeah, and I mentioned special a few of them, if they had kept it. But we'll see how the second half goes. Yeah. Especially because I don't like the second half of the book. No. And I... <laughs> As the book gets closer to the end, it starts to fall apart for me. It gets and rushed. And I start to get frustrated with the way it's written. Yeah. And I especially don't like the way Katniss is written at the end of the book. So yeah. we'll see how, how I feel this time around. And again, I haven't seen the second part either. 
movie-wise, so we'll see what it does for me there. Yeah. But I think we're just going to hold off on fan faux pas. Well, right until no, part I think two. We can because I mean the one that we have split it between part one and part two. Um, it's by Allie L. And she said with the first movie, I really wish they would have just ended the first movie after she blacks out from Peter choking her. It seemed like they were going to, but they didn't. <clears throat> the suspense they would have set with just seeing her pass out and then have credits roll would have been awesome. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it would have and also made it a would clean have been break. a cleaner break in the book. <laughs> And like end of chapter 12. Boom. I think it really would have been more dramatic that way, because as a watcher, you're like, what the what just happened? Well, and then you have to wait a year for the second part to yeah. come out. So because I'm pretty sure the second part came out about a year in later, 2015, about a year later. Mm-hmm. So. So, yeah, Ali, I agree. Yep. I also think they should year, have ended it later. that way. Would have been cooler. It would have been more suspenseful and could have led into a great beginning for the second. So, yeah, we're going to leave it there for fan faux pas because we don't want to go. We'll just finish. We'll just do fan faux pas at next the, week. I mean, it makes sense, right? Two we haven't finished now. the book yet. Yeah. So we'll just we'll try to fit those in for the most part at the end of the next episode. Yeah. I mean, I know we haven't finished the book yet, but if we're just looking at the first half compared to the movie, mm-hmm. was the book better? Uh, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to stick with yes, it was better because I felt more emotional reactions reading the book than I did watching the movie. The movie was well done. It's a fun movie to watch. Mm -hmm. It's cool. But I still liked the book better. So far, I would agree. So far, yeah. We'll see how I feel in two weeks. I am unsure how I will feel by the end. Yeah. So, yeah, I just I don't know. We'll we'll see, won't we? So, yep. In two weeks, we will finish up Mockingjay Part 2. We'll read the rest of the book, watch the second part, the second movie, and we will be done with the Hunger Games series. Yeah. And we have a lot of great suggestions from you guys. So we will pick a single book to kind of break us off. Um, We'll let you know next time what that is so you guys can get reading on it. And then, like we said at the beginning, we'll try to get a reading calendar out to you guys soon as well. So, you know, in advance also what series we're planning on doing next moving forward as well. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think that kind of leaves it. Yep. I think we can call it good there. Look forward to the next episode and our very raw reactions to watching the second movie second yeah because you one. haven't seen the second nope. movie either so yeah, it's so gonna it'll be, be both of our first times gonna first be a very impressions intense reaction i'm sure yes but all right well with that um, we'll uh so yeah that will be in two weeks time we'll we're hoping and planning on releasing a mini-sode next week to kind of fill the gap mm-hmm. if you're interested in that otherwise Go ahead and read that book with us if you want, and we will talk to you in two weeks. Yeah. That, that's it. So, <laughs> okay. Goodbye. Goodbye.